This is a Valerie Moss original podcast. Glenn Cairns. I like to welcome my husband, Jeff, to the show. You've heard his name over the course of the last 99 shows here and there. He listens to the show sometimes and gives me feedback on the episodes where I've recorded him and some of our intimate discussions. But today's show is different. We are doing a tasting episode, a few bourbons and scotches to wet our palates. Enjoy the episode. I'm here with my husband today, but he's kind of shy. Hey everyone, I would like to welcome my husband to the show. He's never been on the show before, so he's a little nervous, but we'll go easy on him. (laughs) He wanted to come on today because he's dabbling in a new little flavor, and he wanted to do a tasting with me. We haven't sampled any of these before. We have. Oh, we have one, because we had guests over one night. But we're going to sample some whiskey or bourbon or scotch today and figure out where they come from, what they taste like, why the difference in names and meanings. And Jeff will be our expert here today based on that. Not expert. Not expert, but more expert than I am. I'm a newbie. I just started this a month ago. A month ago. So welcome to the show. Welcome back to Valerie's Variety Podcast with your host, me, Valerie Moss. This show is about eating, reading, and creating. How these three things influence us every day and the people that make this happen. Isn't it you or me or our friends? So we have, how many do we have here to try today? Four. Four. And are we trying them in any sort of order? Yes. Okay. Can you give us the name of the first one we're going to try? It's called Monkey Shoulder. And why did you choose that as the first one? Well, it might be worth talking about what whiskey is. Okay. And and, whiskey is just a spirit. Um, and I'd, I'd have to look it up. I can't quite remember what the actual definition is, but it's, it's, um, a malted mash of some sort, um, that's distilled and, um, Scot- uh, whiskey is made of scotch or, um, bourbon. And there's some differences between that. And then there's, okay. uh, blends and all kinds of other stuff that I don't fully understand yet. Okay, so whiskey, the very first one we're trying, what is it called? So it's called Monkey Shoulder, and it's a blended malt scotch from um, some uh, three pretty famous 
um, whiskey makers. One happens to be Glenfiddich. And uh, they're all Brayside scotches. What does that mean? Well, that's, that's Scot- Scotch basically is just a whiskey from Scotland. And is this one from Scotland? All Scotch has to be from Scotland. But I thought we were trying a whiskey. Well, whiskey is um, the main uh, name for the spirit, and then there's okay. different types of whiskey. Okay, so why is it called Monkey Shoulder? Well, because it's it's kind of interesting. Apparently, the folks way back in the day that were making the mash it was pretty laborious, and they would use their you know muscles and arms and these big paddles to make the mash and just stir the gesturing mash. with stirring a big stirring pot, pot big that and it was so much it was so much on them physically that when they kind of walked home from their job their arms and their shoulders were just kind of slumped right over Heavy. Like, kind of like a monkey Monkey Shoulder is a blended malt scotch, a product of multiple single malt scotches. In this case of Monkey Shoulder, it's from their two neighboring Speyside distilleries. Includes whiskey from Kenevy, Balvany, and Glenfiddich. This particular distillery has been opened since 1990. And what is the mash that they're mixing? It's So in Scotland, now we would have to look this up. We'll have to do another podcast when we know more about it. But um, uh, it's usually some type of um, grain. Okay. So Canadian whiskey is made a lot from rye. From rye. Okay. Um, and uh, it's, uh, I believe in Scotland they're um, made from other grains, but... Uh, wheat, for instance. Um, right. And then... has wheat in it. Mm-hmm. In Scotland, what they do is they um, house, basically, the whiskey, the spirit, mm-hmm. in used oak barrels from the United States for a certain amount of time. Oh, okay. So they transport the barrels down to wherever yeah, to and house I believe, it? Yeah, and I believe to be kind of a, like a scotch, it has to be three years in a, in a barrel. is made from grain. All scotch whiskey must be aged in oak barrels for at least three years, not just this one. Any age statement on a bottle of scotch whiskey expressed in numerical form must reflect the age of the youngest whiskey used to produce that product. A whiskey with an age statement is known as guaranteed age whiskey. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And it was the barrel, did the barrel store anything else in a previous t- yeah. um, wine or anything like that? Um, sherry, that kind of stuff from what oh, I understand. Okay. okay. Um, so mostly with scotch, um, it, this particular one there is from a, um, an area in Scotland called Sprayside. And um, they have, uh, it's, it has something to do with the moisture. It has something to do with what happens to the barrel when they put um, the whiskey in there and they let it sit for three to 21 years, which hmm. we're going to try here. Uh-huh. Um, 
uh, it, it, it's the environment, it's the oak, it's the barrel, it's the maker, it's the mash, it's the, um, so it's the, very personable oh, to yeah. that area. Area. It's the climate. It's the, you know, it's cold and hot and it's cold in the winter, hot in the summer. And so similar to wines, it has like a yep. climatic fragrance or a climatic right. temperature that so, they build it at. Yeah. So what's interesting is when you have it in these barrels, you can imagine 21 years later, there's going to be some evaporation through the oak. Right. And sometimes these barrels don't have very much left after 21 years. Oh, interesting. That's why sometimes it's pretty darn expensive. These barrels are used. These barrels, for example, Jack Daniels, cost roughly $160. These are the original JD barrels they used to age their whiskey. For like three to 600, you can find a quality barrel that are not sanded or polished as they are used for function and storage. They can only be used once when making the Jack Daniels batches. Then they are sold to hot sauce makers, beer brewers, and Scotch whiskey distillers who will reuse them. In Kentucky, you can only use the barrel once. Bourbon has to be in a brand new barrel. Scotch cannot be used in a brand new barrel. It has to be in a used barrel. Okay, so why don't we talk about the cost? So describe the bottle that we're tasting the first, because it's a pretty neat bottle. It's just standard whiskey bottle. It's you know it's he got, thinks it's standard, but it looks pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's um uh, it's the biggest bottle we got here because we had just have tasters. Um, but yeah, it's a standard stouty looking bottle and a cork um uh, top on it. And it has. Oh, and it has monkeys on the shoulder. It has monkeys the, on the yeah, shoulder of the bottle. Awesome. Yeah, so that's yeah that's part of their logo. It's a pretty cool bottle. It's got kind of a ripped label. The label's kind of a uh, patina, yep. like kind of like a yellowish feel. So because and the color of it. So describe the color. Oh, it's really it's, it's a really nice it's color. A pretty it's pretty dark color. No, actually, that's pretty light. It's light. Me, yeah. Not compared to this one. Yeah. So it's, uh, the, it's kind of an amber color. I yeah. guess the most of them are kind of amber. Yeah. And they take on the colors of the of the oak. Right? Oh, okay. Colors of the oak. Do they send the oak barrels from the United States to Scotland? Yes. Oh, they do. Yeah. Oh, well, that's interesting. And they're used barrels. So we have a we have a a whiskey or a, a, a bourbon here to try, mm-hmm. and that's different. It's mm-hmm. to be a bourbon. It has wait, to. Wait, wait. We won't go ahead for bourbon yet. Okay. So let's. So you've described the bottle. We know the color is like a reddish amber color. People are saying that this should have a, a real vanilla spicy flavor, kind of a zesty orange flavor. Okay. And I chose this one mostly because it's kind of hard to actually get. It's interesting. Um, the, the cost, you asked about the cost. It depends on where you are. This bottle, Monkey Shoulder in New York is like 30 bucks. Um, in here, New York. Okay. New York, yeah. Here it's $60. Double Twice price. as much. Yeah. Plus, that's thirty or thirty U.S. Yeah. Sixty Canadian. Yeah. Because we're in Canada. So, uh, so it ha- it depends on the availability, and I, I got it because it's apparently, um, according to the websites I have been following <clears throat> and the YouTube channels I've been following, they're saying this is a really good starter for non whiskey drinkers, and that's us. Right. 
Yeah, we're typically wine or, yeah, or some wine lighter and, spirits. Yeah, wine and, and vodka. We're big vodka drinkers, right? And so and we drink with with mix mostly. Right. And so we're, uh, I think we're wanting to try something different, that, like a flavor that's different. Yeah, we're different. experimenting. Yeah. Okay, so do you want to have a sample of it? Oh, describe the glasses. Oh, the Glen Karen glasses? They're called Glen Karens. Yeah. Glen Karen. G L E N C A I R N. These glasses are the coolest Scotch bourbon and whiskey tasting nipping glasses. A Glen Karen is a tombstone erected on the highest mountain peaks to mark their grave sites and honor fallen Scottish warriors. The glass was designed with aid of master blenders from five of the largest whiskey companies in Scotland in 2001, specifically for, quote, nosing the whiskey sample. The glass itself is small, just holds six ounces when plumb full, but typically should only hold about one to two ounces. Guess what? This glass won the Queen's Award for Innovation in 2006. And there there are certain kind of a flute shape, right? Very, yeah. They're like, small. They're probably like a four ounce glass yeah, or something like yeah. that. Very much like a maybe a brandy glass, I guess. Brandy glass, but miniature. Yeah, very small. Yeah, and it's it's uh, it's designed and um, it's made for the smell, because apparently what happens, and we're, you're going to find out find this here when we try these, as beginners, it, it's very alcoholy smelling. Right, fire breathing. And very alcoholy flavored. And when I talk about those barrels and the barrel evaporating and what's left in the mm-hmm. barrel, that's called barrel strength whiskeys. When they just take it right out and they bottle it, okay. it winds up being like 180 proof kind of stuff. Whoa. Yeah. And um, and what's the alcohol content of this These one? are 80 proof. Like this is, um, I think, Forty-three percent, so it's yeah, a little above eighty proof, I guess. Is how it works. Is that how they calculate that? Yeah. Okay. I'm not. I'm not one hundred percent on it. We've all heard the word proof before when describing alcohol or moonshine. Even the term proof dates back to the 16th century in England or 1848 in the USA, when spirits were taxed at different rates depending on their alcohol content, and proof was on a score of 0 to 200. Originating in England, proof was equal to 1.82 times the alcohol by volume, or ABV, or generally twice. 100 proof would be to the equivalent in today's measurements at approximately 57% alcohol by volume, or ABV. So if 100 was the middle, anything above this when tested in a burn or no burn test, which was based on alcohol igniting, was said to be above proof. For somebody like you and I that don't know this very well, having uh, a having this like 21 um, barrel strength 
whiskey is going to be hard to distinguish the t- flavors. It's going to be quite. But this is the lightest one or the. It's the nicest blend. Beginner, yeah. beginner one for us. It's really nice blend. Apparently, it's quite mellow. It tastes really delicious. I think it tastes really. Okay, good. pass me the bottle. Let me see what it says on here. And, and you um, can pour us a. Oh, it's got a neat little stab at the back. Yeah. So it doesn't really have a description on it. Yeah, vanilla flavors and. So these vanilla are mellow vanilla with spicy hints, zesty orange, vanilla honey, and spiced oak. Yeah. Okay. So this is a blend. You call this a, a whiskey blend. Okay. Um, or a, pardon me, a Scotch blend. Um, the other ones we're going to try are um, are not blends. So there. it's a whiskey or a Scotch. The one we're trying right now. These are all whiskeys. Whiskey or whiskey, with or without the E. The word whiskey is the spirit or alcohol that is used as the base. This word actually just means water of life in Gaelic. The spelling, though, tells you the location it originated from. Whiskey, with an E, is for Ireland. And whiskey, without the E, is used in all other whiskey-producing regions. Scots, Canada, and Japan use the word whiskey, and it does not have the E. Just to give you an idea of the top nine whiskeys, here's kind of the headliners. So you have Irish whiskey, Scotch whiskey, Japanese and Canadian whiskey, bourbon whiskey, Tennessee whiskey, rye whiskey, and then blended whiskey that's made for cocktails. So those are kind of your top nine categories of whiskey. This happens to be a scotch. All right. So the whiskey is the spirit. Where it's made is what determines it to be a scotch. Yep. So it has um, the the other ones we're going to try like a single malt. Right. Which means it comes from a single ba- a mash malt. Single type of yeah. grain. And, and, and usually um, same year, the same batch, that kind of thing. Then there's really expensive stuff that you get to two or $3,000 per bottle, and that's like the single barrel. And then if it's like a 20 because year old single barrel. Because it's a small batch. Well, it's, it's, it, yeah, it's, this is a blend of several mashes. Oh, right. And okay. malts um, to make this kind of flavor. And it's, and it's the um, the master that blends them so that there's some consistency. Mm-hmm. So why do you have... So we have a shot glass here. And how much are you pouring for us? Well, because... We're sampling. Yeah, we're sampling. Um, and you kind of have to be careful with scotch. Um, it's if, if it's really delicious and you're really enjoying it, you can't... It's not like a bottle of wine. Right. You, you can't drink the whole you'll bottle. You'll kill your liver. Yeah. So let's just have a little splash. Let's just have a little try first. Um We'll maybe just do a half an ounce and we'll go from there. Okay. And I'm not a have... very good pourer, so that's why I want to just... That's fine. That's perfect. So, <clears throat> I'm just pouring in here. Yeah, so these Glencairns are um, are designed specifically for whiskeys, both scotches and, and right. um, bourbons. Okay. So that um, you are smelling the experience the same time you're tasting it. Hmm. And, I, good. and from what I understand, if you just, you know, 
if you're just swirling going, them in our glasses like it, mine. Yeah, you, you can do that. Open it up. Um, if you just go and taste it, you're just you're not going to taste much. Like at it least good, at least you and I aren't going to be able to s- do the flavor. So they, so a lot of people are saying, you know, get in there and smell like you are right now. Um, they say the so best really smells strong. Best way to smell is kind of get your nose in there, and mm-hmm. it's ooh, a little alcohol. Yeah, move, move back a little bit. You can start smelling some notes mm-hmm. of what might be what they vanilla. say you should smell so yeah. they influence you so you stick your n- nose in there why mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then you go back out uh, back out mm-hmm. no you're going too far like this and just start smelling it yeah i can kind of smell that better now. yeah don't go Do away you? just keep your nose in there and keep i'm not sure breathe. <laughs> is it are you finding it pretty alcoholic yeah yeah so go back a little bit more there you go like that yeah and just, and then, and then they say, just leave it for a minute. Okay. Just leave it for a minute. And then if you can, uh, something that I have found works is if you can, uh, smell it with your mouth open. When you smell whiskey with your mouth open, the alcohol in the whiskey doesn't burn your nose. So you can smell the floral or the fragrant in it. Right. That's what you're saying earlier. Yeah. And apparently what that does is it helps a bit of the alcohol go right past. Hmm. That's, that's like a cigar. Yeah. You get way more flavor out of it. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So you and I were, when we were tasting this one monkey shoulder, when we had our friends over, you're like, that's good. But you know what? I think it's missing something. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you, you said a cigar. It's like, I feel like I need something a to go with this. cigarette or something. Yeah. And well, whiskey's come pretty smoky. Yeah. Pretty smoky. Yeah. Right. But this one isn't. This one's not. And how, uh, apparently how they get. Mm, it's smelling better now. How they get. Yeah. So you, you haven't tasted it yet, right? No. Have so you? Just ta- no. So just take a, a few minutes. Okay. Uh, and. Keep smelling it. The, apparently, more caramel. I smell now. It's very Dude, interesting. What do you smell? Um, yes, caramel. Definitely the vanilla. I f- it's. I feel it's a bit sweet. I feel it's definitely a, sweeter. Yeah. Than it was initially. I think we're gonna find out when we get to the bourbon. It's a little more sweet, but. Okay, ready to try it. Yeah, go for it. Cheers. Cheers. Now, don't judge it off that first flavor. First taste. Yeah. It's kind of just kind of get yourself a little bit prepped and primed, I guess, of the flavor. Yeah. I think there's flavor there because I was expecting it. Yeah. I think somebody... Was it as hot as I was expecting, actually? Well, the higher the alcohol proof, the hotter it gets. And um, it when, you, when you're finding it difficult to get past that alcohol smell and flavor, mm-hmm. that sting, that mm-hmm. burn... Um, which is part of the, the thing. You can do a couple of things. We've got glasses of water here. Right. We can open up the the flavor and the smell and um, the experience by putting just a drop of water in there to, to you know, cut the, the alcohol. I don't think we need to do that with this one. Right. But I think we should try it in the, in the sense of let's we see the difference. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we have a little tiny um, measuring cup. Yeah, just to just to put a little bit in there. Just to kind of measure how much water. So we're just going to put like a little bit in. So um, we talked about the smoke, how how the smoke gets in there, and a lot of people think it's from the smokiness of the barrels because the barrels are smoke. Do they actually smoke it? Yeah, they smoke a thing called peat. 
Oh yeah, peat moss. That's right. So right. they have special peat blends out there in in um, mm. Scotland, and they smoke the grain, dry out the grain with the peat. Wow, you're super knowledgeable. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I had no idea. This is it. This I, is a month's worth of. You're like cramming. an expert compared to. That's how it gets smoky. This is neat. And so, and so, I think that the more you get into this, and the more mm-hmm. you mature your palate, the more you look for those flavors. So yeah, I totally. Jeff is so accurate in his details. The level of smokiness is of a whiskey determined by the time the barley grain is exposed to the pungent peat smoke during drying. Damp malt is usually dried for approximately 30 hours. Others dry their malts over peat fire for about 18 of the 30 hours. Some only use unpeated fire. Scotland has a large peat bog, which grows approximately one millimeter a year. So a three meter peat bog takes 3,000 years to grow. I like, I, I like that. I mean, this is no doubt coming from a person that drinks wine, drinks, uh, local beers. Yeah. Definitely and, like the local beers. Yeah. Yeah. This is a totally different game, if you ask me. Yeah, completely different realm of... Like, I just smelt it there, and I totally smelled nuts in there as well. So I'm still smelling, like, more caramel. Yeah, totally. Definitely vanilla. Yep. So but like now we've... Now we've... Take another sip and see if it's different. Take a little bit more. Mm. Mm-hmm. I definitely smell... It's a smell. little hotter. Whew. Let's save some to put some water in there. Okay. But... You definitely tasted something different, right, from yeah. the beginning? Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's... Yeah, like much fuller. So when you said to kind of keep it in your glass... Yeah. Definitely more fragrant, like more um, fragrant, more perfume, kind of. Mm-hmm. Not floral or anything, but just more fragrant. And tasting itself... Yeah. ...has a lot to do with... Um, the process. The smell. The smell, yeah. So you need to be able to smell. So now there's not very much in our glass. I'm not going to put very much in there. I'm just going to cut it a little bit like that. So he's just barely putting in a couple drops of water. And well, we'd put more in if you had more. So when you're, when you're having these, you explained a bit about the ice cube as well. Well, so there's you want like a large surface ice I cube. I don't think there's any, and, and people are... People it's that, a mixed bag, right? People that are really um, knowledgeable kind of whiskey sommeliers about this mm-hmm. are always saying that Drinking. there's no way, there's no wrong way to drink whiskey. Just oh, enjoy it. Just enjoy And they're really trying to promote it in the fact that don't be too snobby about it. And one of these guys uh, that I watch on on YouTube, they uh, he's a sommelier. He teaches the courses and he's got thousands of bottles of whiskey and he's tried it all. Drinks bourbon with a glass of ice, mm-hmm. even though it's kind of like taboo in a sense or a no-no he's apparently he's from texas it's really hot and if he wants a, a nice bourbon he wants it to be a little bit cold in the summer so mm. there's really no wrong way to do it and i think if it i had that whiskey at the the restaurant a couple like a month ago or so like that and i had it with ice and i'm glad i did because i just would have been turned off right do you know what i mean and the reason why they have such large ice cubes is so it doesn't melt fast and dilute the liquor yeah 
the whiskey. Yeah. Also, so it can chill it at a slower pace, right? Because no, I think. So big. No, I think it's the first one you said mostly. Okay. Just so that you don't dilute it with a lot of water. Like you mm-hmm. saw, we didn't put much very much mm-hmm. water in here. And really what we're trying to do with um, putting a, a dash of water in there is to cut a bit of the alcohol. Hmm. Um, and so that you can get past and smell and taste the flavors. Okay. Uh, more. So I can already feel that warmness in my... Back of your throat and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, that's throat. part of the experience, yeah. See, that's mm. better. There's more flavor there with that just that just a touch. It's completely. Completely different. Completely different. It's still pretty, for us, our newbie palates, it's still pretty, ooh, you know. Yeah. Uh, on the tongue. But did you, it's not as warm going down. Not as warm, no. Um, I definitely, I, I was sniffing as I uh, tasted. And mm-hmm. I found, I found it much more enjoyable, just a little bit of that. I agree. Now, I understand as we move on in our, our kind of our whiskey journey. Mm-hmm. We'll get more mature on this and we'll see things, we'll taste things. Right now, I don't know if we know how to taste this. I don't know if we know. Well, I don't, like you said, though, I don't know if there's a right way, but. We don't have a muscle memory. We don't have any experience to say, hey, this I is taste good. this. I prefer this. Yeah. Yeah. Or I can taste, you know, Notes licorice, licorice root or something out of it, right? Right. right. But anyways, we got, we got mon- monkey shoulder. I, I think it's nice. Um, so this one, we have like a two, six of it. Cause that was the only size that they carried. Well, plus plus, it's a very common, nice, easy blend to start with. Correct. Okay. Correct. Okay. So we're done the monkey shoulder. What's next? Well, let's go, uh, to the Glenfiddich. Very popular. Um, so before you open that, just explain, um, basically what you're opening is like a little, yeah, a little, um, uh, basically a bottle, um, container. Cover? Container? container. Yeah, a little yeah. round one. Cylinder with a cap. So what's different between this one we're about to... Glenn um, Fittich? Or Glenn is it Fittich? F- Fittich. Fittich. Fittich, okay. Um, is, this is a single malt, so it's not blended malts. It's Got not it. from, these are from three different distillers and, and they've blended them together. Um, this is from one one place, mm-hmm. one uh, malt or mash. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a Scotch whiskey from Scotland. And, oh, and where's the monkey's shoulder from? Uh, from Scotland as well. Oh, okay. It's a Scotch as well. Okay. Um, and, but it's, it's I, I'm not going to be able to read that. It's tiny stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but the difference between monkey shoulder, it was, it was in barrels for probably three years. Mm-hmm. This one has been in barrels for 18. 18 years? Mm-hmm. Just opening up the, can you get it? Oh, there you go. Oh, that's neat. So it's got like a little pressed lid that goes on the top. Wow, it's pretty nice. It's all um, gold embossed on the front with a yeah. reindeer. This particular, reindeer. this particular um, is a, this is a really nice one. That's what Independent it family distiller since 1887. This is a nice bottle. See the bottle? It's gonna, oh, yeah. That's the their standal. Oh, yeah. So the bottle is triangular. I remember this. Yeah. They're always triangular. Single malt scotch whiskey. Aged 18 years. This is a special reserve. 40%. So just imagine that. 18 years ago. 18 years they started They made that mash and they did their process and they stuck it in a barrel and they left it there. 
A hand selects just 150 exceptional casks. Marrying these remarkable small batches together in large wooden runs. Natured for a further three months, each of these individually numbered batches adds an unrivaled and award-winning richness, complexity, and depth. I don't know what the batch number is, but obviously it's got something on here, hey? Yeah, it's kind of small. Yeah. It's pretty freaking tiny, actually. Product of Scotland, yep. Okay. So. This is beautiful. This So I paid $60 for this monkey shoulder. Yeah. I don't know what the price is of the, of the full bottle of this Glenfiddich 18, but probably 150 so how much was this tester bottle that we have here? Um, 12 bucks. 12 bucks for two ounces. five ounces. So when you, if we were to get... that says five on there, no? When we can... No, oh, no, two. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we can get this at our local whiskey um, bar. We have a few, few around here mm-hmm. in Calgary. And it's probably 20 bucks to get an ounce. Oh, it smells very different than the other one. I have no clue what it smells like. I haven't tried it yet. Very different. It almost smells milder. I think it's more complex uh, smelling, even though it may be milder. Less alcohol, a little more mature. Yeah, less alcohol forward. It definitely smells great compared to the definitely other Definitely smells good. So there's like quite long legs on here like you would have for... Well, that's interesting Why? to say that. That's, that's I never noticed that on the other one. Uh, it was there. Oh, okay. Um, Sorry, I didn't notice that. Um, the alcohol content of... It's 40. Yeah, so this is actually a little less alcohol content than the other one. Right. And isn't it higher the alcohol, more sugar? Uh, n- n- no. There's In the higher, wine? No. Uh, the higher the alcohol, the less, usually the less sugar. Oh, sorry. Okay. I'm really glad you're here now. You, well, people are going to call mm, BS on a lot this of this. This is... Um, Okay, so here's a bit of a breakdown. Alcohol versus sugar. The spirit should not have any sugar in it, like gin, vodka, whiskey, unless you add mix, of course. White wine is approximately three grams of sugar per five ounces, and beer is approximately five grams of sugar per 12 ounces. For wine, just to clarify this comment, Also, alcohol levels in wine are directly correlated with the amount of sugar that's developed in the grapes at harvest time. The higher the sugar levels, the higher the potential alcohol. However, this doesn't mean higher the alcohol that's in wines are sweeter, though sometimes this is the case. More caramelly? Yeah, it's... uh... So much lighter. What do you think? Yeah, I when you say lighter, I think you're talking about maybe that snap of the alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's definitely more mature. Okay, let's try it out. Cheers. Try to breathe in when you drink it. Okay. Remember, just a little sip, coat your palate, get it ready. Oh my gosh, it's a completely different flavor. Completely different. So it's so interesting. These are... Scotland um, yep, spirits. Yep. 
uh, made by probably very similar ingredients. Done differently. 18 years. 18 years, 18 years ago, somebody made this whiskey. Right. And they, and they put, only pick 150 casks. They threw it in a, they did, they didn't throw it in a, in a barrel, but they, they put it in a barrel and they nurtured that barrel for 18 years. They have a formula. It costs money to do that. Are we going to do water in this one? I think so. That has very nice flavors. I prefer the first one. I love that. That is very... So nice. this one has, you think, more complex. Oh, to yeah. To me, the I, first one is much more flavorful. I can take the... Yeah, see, it's... It's, it's, it's a, very interesting. Yeah. Like, I, I like the flavor of this one. This Not one, as much, though, as the first one. This one's definitely... It coats my mouth nicer. Although this one smells nicer. It smells nice. It coats my mouth nicer. I agree. It has a bit of... Um, Definitely can taste the vanilla. Do you feel like you need to have a cigar with this one? No, I don't think I need to eat or have anything go with this one. This one's really good. This is not missing anything. Okay, we're adding a little bit of water. Like, literally, like, two or three drops. Yeah, we're not talking... You don't want to put much in... Because you don't want to dilute it. You just want to open up that... um, The flavors a bit. Okay. But my mouth is warm. Oh, that's great. The back of your throat, nice and warm and stuff like that. Oh, you see, that smells nice. What does that smell like? Does it smell more caramelly to you as we roll it around in our glasses? Does it smell like a wallet? (laughs) Like the leatherish? Yeah. So that, so that, if it does to you, it does to me too. Mm -hmm. Especially now that we've just put a small drop of water in there and opened it up. I think that what, why I say wallet and that leather, that's a bit of a musty smell and that has to do with the area. Okay, wait. So the earthiness. Why just a couple drops of water? Like, why not water back this, like with an ounce of water or two? I think people do, like with like a Crown Royal or something like that. Um, we're only trying to open up the molecules. And, and disperse the alcohol? Yes, and, and bring out the flavors okay. a bit. It has to do with, like, alcohol, you know, like, oil and water mixing kind of concept. I don't uh, – I might be getting that wrong, but that's how it feels to me. It's that kind of a molecular thing. Okay. So so you drop that water and it disperses the alcohol on the side and inside. Now now it just shows the – you know, the, the mixture inside. Okay. I'm going to try it. I might be exp- – that incorrectly. It smells great. Well, I think it, yeah, I think it would dilute the chemical structure of it slightly with those few mm. drops. Mm. You like that? Mm-hmm. That is much nicer than monkey shoulder. Hmm. Hmm. It's definitely grittier. It's a little more manly. Manly? Yeah. That's good. You like that one? Yep. That's mature. So, Glenn Farkless, is that how we say that? This is also... Farkless, yeah. I uh, would say. This is a highland where these are spray-side. They're different areas 
of Scotland. So same in Scotland. Yeah, I think it's okay. a lot like when we when we choose wine from certain areas. Areas, cold climate wines versus warm. Yeah, or all of them are come from France, but they have Bordeaux and yeah, right. Okay. There are five regions in Scotland where whiskey, without the E, remember, comes from. Campbelltown, Highland, Islay, Lowland, and Speyside. And, and you know what? And, and, and as you, just like wine, as you get used to this and find the flavors and figure out what you like and what you don't like, you, you go and purchase the whiskeys from the areas that you seem to like their um their notes or their flavors right so what's neat about this one this one was in a barrel for 21 years okay that's pretty serious so it has a little different bottle a little bit different bottle. a little more traditional that might be just because of the um the size of the bottle maybe almost took a sniff So we're not even doing like one ounce here. We're doing like half an ounce-ish. Well, we're only doing a quarter ounce, to be honest with you. Quarter? Okay. I mean, we should probably maybe be doing a half an ounce so we can... But we can we can try... We can go back and try one after we've already done that, right? Yeah. So when I did... So yeah, when you were with your friend and you were yeah. doing those other ones, those were all Canadian... Um, table kind of whiskeys, right? Yeah. yeah, so we had Crown Royal. Of course. We mm. had Canadian Club. My buddy loves Crown and Coke. Right. And there's a real had... formula with that. Apparently, there's not a lot of flavor. Like, that that Glenfiddich 18 that we had, mm-hmm. and if you would have tried a Crown Royal beside it, it maybe not with our, you know, beginner it's balance. It's much more caramelly. Is like that... a little more frou-frou. <laughs> F- uh, fruity? Sweet? A little more sweeter. It's rye, too, right? So it's using rye. Okay. Oh, that smells outstanding. Which one is this one again? Glenfarkas. Glenfarkas? Farkas. Okay, so this one's like a combination of the first two. This is like caramel. It's delicious smelling. It does smell pretty good. Wow. That's totally different again. Wow, it's like making me dizzy how... Strong it smells. Not alcohol, just, just very fragrant. Yeah. Pull 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 it a wet bit away from your nose, maybe. Oh, but when I get when I get my nose right in there, it is delicious smelling caramelly. Do you ever find sometimes things smell really delicious but they don't taste as good? Tea is like that. Tea, yeah. Tea is exactly like that. You're like, mmm, it smells so good, peach tea, and you try it, and it's like... Nothing. It tastes like hot like, water. Yeah. It's just... But fake. that... It tastes like a fake, fake scent. Whereas this isn't fake scent. They don't have any additives in it, right? Like, no, no flavors or... No, it's all about the process and the wood and the time. And you know what? Like, what's interesting is we're going... We're, we're falling into the trap of starting out with the monkey shoulder on... The blend. The blend... A little less expensive. In barrels, a lot less. Yeah, a lot less time. A lot less time. To an 18-year-old where we thought, mm, delicious, you know, and this is good. And uh, and then getting to this 21-year-old and just smelling that, like, like that's caramel if I ever smelt it. 
So this one's been in barrels as long as we've been together. Isn't that crazy? More. I didn't even know you when they made this. <laughs> we knew each other. 21 years. We've only known each other for... 20 years. 22? Yeah. Okay. So... 21? In December was 20 years. Yeah. So we're on 21 years now. Crazy. So this is the same age as us. Okay, cheers. Cheers. This smells really great. I it just want to keep smelling. This smells so good. Oh. Tastes completely different. This one is much more wallet, gritty. Yeah. I, like I picture saloon. I'm th- yeah, I'm picturing um, leather walled. Le- little like oiled tables. Yeah. Um, it's got a distinct flavor in there. It is. It's riding a little bit of water. Mm. It's a little more, I don't want to use the word paint thinner, but it's oh, a little God. more like. It's not at all like paint thinner. It's a little more um, curt on the tongue. See, I'm, I'm getting the exact opposite. I'm getting uh, curt it's on the It's smoother t- to you? Yeah, it's uh, as we go on, it's smoother and better. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice. We still prefer red over me. I prefer white. Yeah. We should probably also mention that um, we quite like, because I have a sweet tooth, and we quite like the um, the whiskey my buddy bought from Quebec City when we were when we were at our meetings, and he bought the maple syrup whiskey. Mm-hmm. So it was a, a nice whiskey blend with a, or a whiskey uh, blended in with maple syrup from Quebec City, and mm-hmm. boy, that was like delicious yeah and you really liked the sweetness of it yeah it's a dessert. it was more like yeah. an aperitif though right oh yeah okay. hmm. see now uh now just that just dash of water i i it's diluting the smell to me a bit agreed definitely cut the alcohol by lots mm-hmm. but it's also diluted the flavor I think it's I think it's worth not diluting this one. Yeah, I like it. I think I liked it without the water. It has a lighter like fragrance to it. Definitely now. Definitely now. It didn't at first. If you ask me it was the most fragrant, um well balanced, delicious. Of all of them? Yeah. yeah. Wow. That is so personable. Like, normally wines were like, oh, yeah, I can kind of taste that. It's not been... These are pretty opposite for us. Well, it's not the same experience. Not the same experience. Yeah, you mean we're a little closer in choosing what we like out of wine together? Like, we we can... we can. Is it because we're more notes? sure, maybe, of what we Absolutely. prefer? Okay. And it's because we have a lot more experience, so we know what wine tastes like. Like, you and I right now can tell almost which country the wine comes from, for sure. Mm-hmm. We know it's from Canada or the U.S. or the East or West Coast of those countries. Or if it came from a France or, like, we know a Cotarone mm-hmm. over um, a Sauvé or something like that. Like, we, we know. We, mm-hmm. we can de- definitely tell some grapes. Usually, yeah. Yeah. Cap Sav mm. or Merlot versus a Pinot. Mm-hmm. Pinot Noir. Mm-hmm. So we, we know or those Pinot because. Grigio. But we didn't at the beginning. 
Right. You know, 30 yeah, years exactly. ago, we didn't know. Hmm. So, so far, these have all been from Scotland. They're all Scotch. They're all Scotch. We decided not to have a Canadian or a very big place for whiskey as in Japan. They've got Japan? Some, yeah, apparently. Oh, they I was some, not expecting that. Most people don't. They have some beautiful, very expensive stuff there. So, um, before we move on to the third one. Fourth one. The fourth one. Did you kind of research something other than whiskey? Or were you kind of like leaning towards whiskey? Like, did you research sherry or no, some other whiskey. kind of rum or? No, there's enough, there's enough in the genre of whiskey that, um. Was appealing to you? No, that just to learn something. Okay. So you kind of did it for the knowledge of whiskey. So I remember you were like YouTubing it to death for like a month yeah. of whiskey. Just whiskey. Okay. And so I went to, it says on our Glen Cairns here, the Whiskey World, World of Whiskey Co-op. Grocery store has... Um, a liquor chain. A liquor chain in Alberta. And, mm-hmm. uh, they have a whiskey world, they call it, World of Whiskey, downtown Calgary. Um, they also have a wine world right beside it. And it's right in the heart of the co- the core of downtown, uh, kind of amongst our skyscrapers and... and um, I don't know. Plus 15s and everything. Yeah, I only know how to get there through the plus 15. I couldn't drive there. And so... They would have had... On the bottom of this, it says something. Oh, my gosh. So, on the bottom of the glass, it says... Glen Glen Karen. So, you went in there and you were just like... They had a thousand different bottles. There's so much options. Of only whiskey. Right. So... Brands. Not bottles, but brands. Brand types of whiskey. Types, yeah. Yeah. And so... Not just brands, but types of whiskey. Right. So you, you just, I, I just don't think you'd get that from a vodka, for, for instance. The point of vodka is to distill it to a point where there's zero flavor. It's just a spirit. Just plain. And it's interesting because you and I seem to quite like the um, potato vodka, right? And mm-hmm. we like, there's a flavored vodka we like that comes from Poland somewhere that mm-hmm. has a bit of a grass flavor mm-hmm. in it. Um, but it's artificial. Mm-hmm. So your dad and I were like, yeah, I brought my t- potato vodka to his house and he brought his Alberta he, vodka. Alberta vodka, yeah. And we had a taste test and it tastes exactly the same. Right. I think it's how... Uh, we even saw that taste test where they were testing like Belvedere and all yeah. these like more expensive ones and nobody no. could tell the difference. No. What, what I believe I taste with different types of vodka is when I mix it, then there's a different flavor. Right. If I mix it like with Coke or with um, tonic or something like that, or I do taste something different. Right. The last one here. We're going to test is, what is it called? Maker's Mark. It's the cheapest one here. Maker's um, Mark is such a neat name. Can yeah, you tell it is. us what that means? No, I do I cannot. It's an it's the brand name. It's the brand name. They got the a neat family bottle. or something yeah. like that. And they put like this really neat. Yeah, they have a wax, wax tip. It. So tell us about how the process of that one is. Well, this is um a bourbon. Oh, okay. So this is the bourbon one. Yeah. So a bourbon is quite a bit different than um scotch in the sense that they use different ingredients. Number one, a bourbon can only be in the U.S., and it has to be apparently 51%. Um, the mash has to be 51% corn. Okay. Oh, interesting, corn. Yeah, it has to be corn. 
And you and Kentucky whiskey and all that kind of you've heard all that stuff. Yeah. Those traditions of mm-hmm. of bourbon um, are true. So so uh, is that from Kentucky? Is, is that from a? Yeah. Yeah. Loretto, Kentucky. Yeah, it's uh, it's probably been around for you know a hundred years. Maker's Mark does indeed come from Loretto, Kentucky, USA, by Beam Centauri. Originally called the Burks Distillery and Production began in 1954. So not quite hundreds of years old, but definitely getting up there. It had a slogan of, quote, it tastes expensive, and it is. Also, one of the most unusual qualities about Maker's Mark is that no rye is used as part of the math. Over 70% is corn, and it's aged for about six years. 45%. Yeah, a little, a little more alcoholy. And the bottle is super cute. It's got a long neck with mm. a squat little yeah. triangular yeah. base on it. So this is going to... Be quite a bit different flavor. Because it's a bourbon? Because it's made from completely different stuff. And then, yes, it's a, bur- a, it's a bourbon that's made by corn. corn bourbon has oh, to yeah, be made okay. by corn. So I've tried bourbons and um, the thought they were too strong. Okay. And went, whoa, I can't, I can't drink Brace this. Fire. So this is the last one that you might think it's the strongest one. Or you have a preconception. I have a preconception. I have not tried it. I've tried other bourbons before you said that last one reminded you of maybe like an like a saloon yeah gritty saloon yeah well i don't think they had a lot of saloons in (laughs) in scotland okay well they definitely did in kentucky okay so you know i wouldn't be surprised if you felt this way here how's it a different little like they are to to the untrained eye all kind of look exactly the same don't they yeah similar color the first one has a little more pink in it or more orange. Everything else is more like a goldy yeah. hue. This too has that goldy hue. This one is more like the first one's color. Yeah. Not as l- yellow. Now, from what I understand, um, these have to be in new oak barrels. Oh, wow. Perfect. Not used oak. Hi. I don't know. Maker's Mark fires each barrel for customary number three char in just 40 seconds. New American white oak is seasoned outdoors for nine months, including the summer before the firing takes place. Also, all barrels are rotated by hand in their warehouse, which ensures proper exposure to different temperatures, first with a minimum of three hot Kentucky summers on the top of the rack house. Because of the corn or something? No, because that's just the rules rules behind it. Okay. Oh, so much sweeter, eh? I love the smell. It's sweet, sweet, sweet. 
Why did you choose the ones we're trying today? Uh, I chose monkey shoulder because it was recommended by everyone that beginners should try that. And I chose the other ones because they were available at that size of bottle for us to try. Otherwise, otherwise maker's mark is a $50 bottle. Oh, I already had a sip. Did you? How'd you find it? I love it. It's my favorite one. You're a bourbon drinker? Apparently. It definitely smells great. I love the smell. So the smell to me smells like good caramel. That's the corn. With like, maybe like a cherry or something. So that's interesting. Do you notice how just in our kind of our very first tasting of whiskey, we feel like we're smelling and tasting things more as we go? Right. Yeah. Like becoming a bit more aware. Yeah. And I think, I mean, like anything, like wine, it's going to happen. So this would be interesting to do this a year from now, right? Okay. I I think it smells different than every other one. I like it as much as that Glen Farkas. Glen, Glen Farkas. Farkas, yeah. I like it as much as that. The smell? Mm-hmm. Uh, there, I just got a little bit of a kind of a sharp smell there, like maybe not as smooth. I don't want to say paint thinner, but... Uh, I know, weird, right? Yeah. It's just because you compare it. <clears throat> it's definitely alcohol. alcohol. It's definitely alcohol compared Whereas to- I found... So put those in the order. So we had Glenn Fittich second and then Glenn Farkles. Farkless. And you tasted this and you liked this. No way. It's not for me. Wow. Yeah. I don't think we've ever experienced anything so drastically personable. Yeah, Personal. That that is in twenty years. That's tough. I d- definitely think there's a lot of flavor to it. I think that this monkey shoulder has the least amount of smell and least amount of flavors, and and it's it's very mellow and d- okay and good. And um, and as we go up with the scotch, I think it's it's definitely more complex and I think better flavored. This it's funny. This is a good. This is a good bourbon. People like this bourbon. Like, how much are you putting in your mouth? Enough just to, like, coat your mouth? Yeah, and be able to swallow swallow something down and take my It's got some... That one's got some heat to it, hey? Okay, we're going to add a little bit of water. Oh. I've got a little more on that one. I I find it very strong to me. Yeah, uh, this is how... uh, The the other bourbons that I tried, this is what it's like. Like, this is... This is a cowboy. This saloon. is cowboy. Yeah. This is gritty saloon. That to you. Hmm. Oh, definitely, definitely more palatable. With the water. With a little, little smallest dash of water, cut the alcohol right out. Okay, so to be honest, the first sip I had was better than the second sip. Okay, interesting. Why do you think that's the case? I don't know. And first what about I now? Loved, no, now about, I'm like. Whew. What about with the water? Better. It's definitely easier to manage for us. What I think is going to happen in a year, if we continue to try things, try it, is that we're going to want that complex flavor. And we're not going to say, ooh, you know, that's a little sharp on our tongue. We're going to be seeking that out, I think. 
Yeah, just like food where you want something that's more complex. Hot food. Hot food is a great example. I'm glad you brought Mm -hmm. that up. I Mm -hmm. think I remember a day when I couldn't handle hot food at all. Oh, yeah, nothing, hey? Nothing, right? Do you remember those days? Like, yeah. And now we're, like, different Buying kind, different kind of flavor. Jalapenos and having yeah. hot. And, and noticing the flavors between them and mm-hmm. the differences between... Hmm. Yeah, not for me. No, it's not for you? I de- you know what? To be honest with you, I can distinguish flavors out of this better than the scotches. Yeah, I don't want to get as much with the water. And it's something weird. That first sip I loved, but now I'm like, mm. Interesting. It's definitely a little more full-bodied. Is it, that how you would say that? It's definitely sweeter. Definitely sweeter. That's I the agree. corn, apparently. The corn? Yeah. So that's Maker's Mark. I like uh, I like the little dab. Maker's Mark is kind of a neat name. It's also um, a beginner's bourbon, mm-hmm. um, and was recommended when you went in there. No, no, no I got all, I had all a predetermined. Oh, you um, kind of had some idea of what you were gonna. Yeah. So when I uh, besides that twenty-one-year-old there, I pretty well knew which ones all to pick. I would have picked other ones. Um, there was a Glenfiddich that's there that is... The green one. Well, it's in a aged 16 years in a sherry bottle. Like, is that the double malt? This is a single malt and the other one's a double malt? No, it's just a single malt. It's okay. just the type. And apparently people say it takes a lot of that flavor on with the sherry and it's and it's delicious. But the bottles in Canada, 250 bucks, I think. So, I didn't get it. What? Why? This is like the perfect platform for that. I went and bought some um, Innes- Innocent Gun mm-hmm. whiskey flavored beer. Beer instead. <laughs> I love that stuff. This is the cheapest, cheapest um, package here. Yes, aficionados of bourbon and corn whiskey, at least 51% corn, say it's sweeter and more robust in flavor. Once you started to go down the rabbit hole of YouTube videos, was there like a few sites that you loved? Yeah, so if if you put this up, I'll I'll send you the links to them. Okay. Yeah. And Um, why did you like them? Was it the people or kind of how they described the process? All of it. Whiskey drinking. It's becoming a little more fashionable Hmm. in the last few years. Um, They know it very well. They know the different stuff. They're like sommeliers with wine. And um, they're just really not judging anybody on what people like and what they are. And just go out and try it and keep trying it until, you know, you gain some some experience and be able to denote the different flavors and smells and stuff. And are they called sommeliers? Uh, they call them, there's a couple of them that call themselves sommeliers and they teach. Okay. Um, they teach and, and I, I've never heard of a whiskey sommelier before. Yeah. Um, I'm not quite certain what sommelier really means. It's probably teacher of some sort or expert of some sort. Yeah. So many hours of yeah. 
structure well, or whatever. What we just we we just know that there's so we're not sommeliers now. No, no, there's some <laughs> yeah, but we just know about sommeliers and wine, right? right? Mm-hmm. And we've met sommeliers and wine and and at restaurants yes. and, mm-hmm. and stuff. So I think this is pretty neat. This is a bit successful. Is there one that you'd want to try now after you've tried everything else? Oh, is it, there one it, that you would like to try now that you've tried all of these? Yeah, I think maybe you mean like right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there is that Glen Farkless. I think I want to have a little bit more of that. Okay. You? Yes, I think I want to do the um, monkey shoulder. Oh, go right back to the beginning. Yeah. Okay, you want to try the monkey shoulder again? Mm-hmm. It is a neat bottle. I have no really question. Like it. So now that you've tried these, mm. is there one that you kind of looked at when you went to purchase these that you were thinking, mm, maybe I should have? Several. Okay. Yeah, several. Uh, mostly cost because, you know, we're so new at it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have to also go with people's recommendations because I'm not quite sure. Do most the- of them have the smaller bottles to test or no? No. no. Oh, okay. So I think uh, probably going to our 118. Yeah. 118 Empire. Empire, yeah. Um, I think going there maybe and doing some tasting. Okay, we're swirling. So Jeff went back to the Glen Barkless, and I'm going back to the Monkey Shoulder. You know what? I got to tell you that Maker's Mark smelled delicious. It smelled the best, right? I don't. I, I just don't know if I'm into the flavor. Okay, as a bit of a recap, we tasted Monkey Shoulder, which is about $60 a bottle, blended malt scotch. Glen Fittich, 18-year-old scotch, $130 a bottle. Glen Farkless, single malt scotch, 21-year, about $150 a bottle. And Maker's Mark Bourbon, $50 a bottle. Um, but even like our little local down the street liquor store, they have some, uh, like bullet bourbon and stuff like that, which is in that, um, affordable range and drinkable range. Mm. You know, what's interesting to me, um, especially with the monkey shoulder that we had that night and I followed up to have a little bit more the night before or the night after the smell carries with me. Like I, I have the memory of the smell for like almost all night. Mm, like it impermeates your... Yeah, like I remember the smell Permeates quickly. your palate. Yeah. Whiskey definitely has distinct smell, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. See, that's nice. Do you like that one? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. Well, thank you for um, coming on the show and sharing your... Preliminary experiment with me. You're welcome. And finally being a guest. First and last time. First and last time? I will see. Okay, cheers. Cheers to you. Thank you, Jeff.
Well, our first interview together now, you finally know what my husband sounds like, and thanks for joining us for our first whiskey tasting. It was very enjoyable to learn and try these out. Not sure they are totally for me, but I'm always up for trying something new. If you've gone down this bourbon rat hole, let me know what you've tried and enjoyed. I'm thinking there will be more experimentation in the future with my hubby. If you have any questions about whiskeys, please check out the show links to everything we've discussed today and drop me a comment or a question and we'll get back to you. Hey, I'm Mike. I'm Wendy. We co-host the Eerie and Absurd podcast from Tennessee. And we are listening to Valerie's Variety Podcast, located in Studio 17 in Calgary, Alberta. And you should too. You can find us at eerieandabsurd.com. Thanks for listening today. Please stay subscribed. Please keep in touch and share my show with your friends, family, and colleagues. Follow me on Instagram and Facebook and Pinterest. It's growing and building, and I love sharing and learning from you guys. Email or text me at my email address, Valerie at ValerieMoss.ca, and share your ideas and your comments about my show. My new show music is called Girl, and I love it. It's by Text Me Records, Leviathan. Intro and outro is recorded by London Moss. Cover art and production is by me, Valerie Moss. Thanks for listening. Visit ValerieMoss.ca for more information.